the life after high school podcast sweet so aaron first and foremost man i'm really grateful you're able to give your time today for me and my audience to share your story and uh, spread your message i'm I really enjoy consuming like the content you put out and it's very, very like well put together. And I'm really looking forward to kind of diving into that a bit later, but to start us off, take us through kind of your transitioning, your transition period, leaving kind of high school in that time frame, and then bring us to where we are now. And then we can go back full circle. Okay. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, so leaving high school, um, was I decided to go straight to university, um, straight out of high school. Um, and so I, um, I went straight into a marketing, applied marketing degree. It was a four-year degree um, and the third year was a work year. So we kind of had to go and we were sort of forced to go and get a job yeah. um, in, in the industry. <clears throat> and then, uh, so I was, I did two years in Melbourne, just studying full-time. Um, I then happened to get a job in Sydney. Um, I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Um, mm. So I moved to Sydney and my whole family moved up. Um, I then worked for a year and a half while still uh, full-time while still studying part-time. Um, after that, I, I quit my job, um, came back to Melbourne and uh, finished my degree. Um, after my degree, I was like, you know what? I really need to go and get some traveling done. My, yeah. my family, we've, we've done a lot of traveling as a family and I've been super grateful for that, but I needed to go and do something like by myself or I went with yeah. one of my best friends um, nice. to kind of like find yourself, you know, one of those, one of those trips. <laughs> um, so oh, I, um, yeah, so I went, I went with one of my best mates from school and we did 10, uh, sorry, eight months around um, uh, Europe, Africa. And then I went to Southeast Asia with someone I met um, during Africa, uh, in Africa, a Canadian. Um, and then, so yeah, overall it was 10 months of backpacking, um, which was, insane yeah <laughs> I was I was a pretty broken man after that but it was the most incredible trip ever uh and I've just learned so much um and then after that I moved back to Sydney um as my family was still there and then I got a job in an IT solutions business uh and I worked in their marketing team for two years um after that uh sorry so during probably in the last like four to four to six months of that job they yeah. basically handed me a camera and editing software and I'd never, ever touched a camera in my entire life. Like my entire 10 month trip, I didn't, even, I had my iPhone, which was like an iPhone seven or something. So like, I didn't take photos. I didn't take videos, I no. did nothing, which I know I massively regret. Yeah. I'm like now, now probably more than, oh, I geez. know all of the stories that I have are just in my head. I've got uh. no like ability to tell that story apart from just using stock footage. <laughs> um, so that was, that was a huge regret, unfortunately, but whatever, no regrets. Um, so then so yeah, they basically said, look, here's a camera, here's editing software, learn how to use this and start our YouTube channel and be our content lead for the business. And so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Challenge accepted. Um, always love a challenge. Yeah. Uh, um, so kind of took that on, learned pretty uh, heavily, just all self-learning over four, about four months. Mm. And then I started doing some more in front of camera work um, for them and like promoting their products and services. And I was oh, like, oh, cool. I actually really like this. Like, this is my jam. Like, I yeah. think this is what I've been missing in my life because back at school, I was, I was creative, right? Like I, I played, you can probably see, I played piano and yeah. guitar and I did a lot of musical theater and acting and presenting and all this kind of stuff. And I, I've, I never found fulfillment in each of those kind of spaces by themselves. Interesting. But then when I kind of discovered YouTube and I, 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 I've consumed YouTube my entire life, um, but never considered myself being a YouTuber or a content creator. Yeah. When I discovered that, it was like the perfect synergy or blend of business mixed with creativity, mixed with like being able to express myself. Amazing. Um, so I, yeah. So, and then I kind of, so after about four or five months of, learning. I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. Um, so I quit my job cold Turkey and this was right in the middle of COVID. Wow. Uh, and in oh. retrospect, it was kind of dumb because we, <laughs> so we just, because <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard um, Mel, Mel, Victoria or Mel, Melbourne, yeah. especially in, in Australia, we've been in lockdown for two years. Well, yes. a full year, basically. Yeah. We had three months of blissful period of being out of lockdown and I was like, yes, we're out of lockdown. I'm going to, yeah. I've quit my job. I'm going to launch. I'm going to be a travel creator, blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Straight back into lockdown for six months. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So devastating. Absolutely yeah. devastating. So basically I was confined to the four walls of my house. 
Um, I just tried to be as creative as possible, just learn how to edit properly, how to be a YouTuber. I really had no idea what, it was, what I was doing yeah. um, and just trying to create as much as I could from my home and from lockdown conditions. Um, fast forward six months um, from March, 2021. Um, I was like, you know what? I need to get a job. <laughs> I need to get a job. Uh, I need to earn some money. Um, so I got a job at a creative agency doing like part-time casual work. Um, then fast forward until, yeah, fast forward until March of this year. Nice. When I was like, I need to transition to short form media, short form content. Um, so I started dabbling with TikToks. Um, I made like 10. I started launching them with, within this 100 Days of Fear series. Yeah. And then it's kind of, and now we're here three months, two and a half months later, three months later. Amazing. June. Yeah. yeah, June, I think, late June, mm. something like that. Interesting. So, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> So that's, un- that was a lot. Packing. That was a lot of a uh, lot to yeah. unpack there. <laughs> no, that's awesome. There's um, yeah. what I'm wondering a lot of is, let's back up to that cold turkey moment. Yeah. So, what kind of what kind of forced you into not like making that jump? Because I think there's a lot of people who are almost in that quiet, like depressive state where they're doing something they don't like there's whether it be sitting down all day or they're just doing a job that demands something of them that they're not really Mm -hmm. that they don't enjoy right what made you like what forced you to make that jump like that immediate like cold turkey move it it was so a couple of things happened um i had i'd felt for the first time what flow state was and uh, I don't know if you've experienced flow state where it's just yeah. like the days blend into one and you're just working and working and working and working. And it's just like, you're just so focused and you're so passionate and you're it's so, in, it's incredible. It's how incredible. much you can get done and, doing that. Yeah. Oh, it's, in, it's incredible. And like, to be fair, like I, I, I haven't really experienced it since, but I, I and I'd never experienced it before. Um, and I was yeah. like, firstly, it was incredible feeling to be able to do this. And I was, I, I'd never felt so passionate about something and could see so much potential in it um, in any other job that I'd done or seen anyone else do in my family, extended friends, something like that. So I was just like, if I don't make, and I, you know, I, I, I had lots of conversations with my family and my friends about like, is this the right choice? Should I do this? Uh, and I was 25 at the time. I'm 26 now. Um, so, you know, not young, not old, obviously, yeah. but kind of right in the middle, like this is the twenties for your experimentation and taking big risks. Exactly. But, um, it wasn't big risk. Um, but it was like, if I don't try this now, I'm going to forever be wondering what if. Right. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I was super grateful that my family allowed me to come back home. Um, cause at the time, you know, for six months I wasn't working, earning any money. So, and it was COVID. So it was even more challenging. Yeah. Um, so I, I basically just like heads down, bums up one video a week, learn as much as I can and just use it as a real learning space. But um, yeah, I think it was more just the, this unbelievable fire in my stomach of like, I need, I need to do this. I need, if I don't do this, yeah. what's going to like, not, you know, I'm, I'm going to be die wondering. So yeah, that, that pushed me that honestly, that feeling of passion and, and that fire just pushed me to, to make that decision. I think that's, First of all, that's like, that's incredible. I think that's something to be said with the wondering of what if might happen if they don't do something. And I found a lot, not so much lately, or more lately than in the past where it's these decisions. I'm like, oh, I want to do this adventure or this expedition. I'm like, mm. I don't know if it's sustainable. Like, how are, how are other people going to react? Yeah right? That's the big yeah. one. Like if, Oh, yeah. if I say I want to do this, or I'm going to go embark, or I have to tell these people I'm going to stop working. Yes. Like what happens then? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird, that's a weird it's a, thing. It's a fear of the unknown, right? It's a fear. Yeah. Of, well, it's a, it's a mixture of fear. Like I, I, I personally believe that it's like all of these kind of decisions do stem from a fear of some sort. Right. Um, and, but it's like, it's a fear that also, you can practice, <laughs> you can yeah. practice getting better at. Um, and it's, and this is kind of what I'm practicing with this current series is like continue, pu- continually pushing myself out of my comfort zone. How do I feel now? Like, do I feel more confident jumping into the, into something that's unknown or do right. I, do I care less about the fear of judgment and that, those kind of things. And I, I, I do believe that actually does happen. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it is, it is and it, just on that note as well, something that really helped 
me make that decision was a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway um, uh, by Susan Jeffers. And it is by far and away the best book I've ever read and the most pivotal and and, um, transformational book that I've read. Um, Just in terms of my my thinking, in terms of like the realization of how much fear was holding me back. Um, And then being able to just like word, like put into words and like vocalize my thoughts in my head. Um, so, and it's yeah. a book you can read, there's so much to unpack into it, yeah. uh, but it's, it's, it's so powerful that I actually, I'll give this example. Sorry, I know I'm Man. going on a bit of a tension. Yeah, do you think? Um, my 86 year old grandmother, um, she, you know, has lived through the war. She's from Hungarian, has moved yeah. to, moved to Australia, like some, some horrific conditions and mm. has lived a life, you know, she's been quite anxiety, um, um, full of anxiety, uh, and a bit of depression and, you know, just like a lack of confidence in herself to be able to do things. And she's, um, all these kind of things have impacted her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she, wa- she really wanted to be a secretary for this um, club, that's like this um, elderly club. Um, and, but she was like, oh, there's no way I can do that. I just don't have the confidence. I'm like way too scared that I'll stuff it up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, read this book, read this book and <laughs> just, just read it. Anyway, she read it and she was like, you know what? I'm going to take this secretary job. Let's and go. And she's absolutely thriving. And I'm just like, if my 87-year-old grandmother can like do that and from this, like read this book and do yeah. that, like literally no. anyone can. So I'm just so inspired by her and, about, uh, and how she has actually taken action from reading this book and then, you know, felt the fear and did it anyway, really. So, yeah. Interesting. And I think that's what um, I like that note you touched on with like her, how she inspired you. Mm. Cause that's kind of what drew me to you mainly. Right. right? Because like I'm turning 26 in like two weeks. So welcome to the club, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you, man. Thank you. It's um, yeah, it'll be good. Downhill from here. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's what I hear. People keep telling me don't get old. And I'm like, well, I haven't figured out how to go backwards yet until I do. I'll keep going forward. Um, Benjamin button me. Yeah. 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 We'll see. But um, anyway, so that was kind of what drove me, what drew me into you was I found inspiration and not just so much how easy it was to digest what you were doing, but like, let's back up a bit though. Can you tell people hmm. about like the fear series or let's, let's talk about that real quick. Just so, cause you mentioned it and I wanted to Sorry, I yeah. explain it a little bit more for people who may not know. So sure, if you yeah. don't mind doing that, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, I've been experimenting with, I- I've been very inspired by a group called yes theory and mm-hmm. their motto is um, seek discomfort. Uh, and like the best experiences happen and deepest connections happen outside your comfort zone. So, uh, and c- combined by getting inspired by them and as well as realizing having read this book and reading a lot of personal development books and kind of being on this new personal development journey, yeah. um, I'd kind of uncovered how much fear I had and how afraid I was of so many things to the point where, um, you know, both little, big and little fears to the point where I was like calling up the dentist and had like mad anxiety about just speaking on the phone to a stranger and I was like something's got to change you know like something's got to change um and having done about yeah six to eight months of YouTube and like some I did some I just experimented you know I did um I did one of the most uncomfortable experiences I did was like a life modeling um, which was like, if you've never heard of life modeling, it's uh, basically nude modeling. I was going to ask you what the most, like, what the most <laughs> was, but yeah. yeah I can so imagine. that was, that was by far and away the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. But I, I you know, I, I've been experimenting with pushing myself out my comfort zone and realized that it had such a sh- um, huge shift in my mindset. So I was like, but I, at, t- towards the end of, well, towards the start of this year and end of last year, I was like, I still, I'm just still feel really shit in general about how I was feeling confidence wise. And, uh, you know, a lot of things in my previous jobs and my career had kind of impacted my confidence. Uh, and if we want to get into that later, we absolutely can. Um, but, uh, I, I was like, you know what, there's like, I, I need something that's, I want to be a content creator. Um, I have this, I have this desire to improve myself and hopefully inspire other people to improve themselves. Um, and so, you know what, like, you know, what's like a sticky 
kind of sticky, um, what's the word? Um, strategy, I suppose. Yeah. It's like doing a, some, some sort of 100 days of something or 50 days of something or 10 days of something. And I wanted, I wanted that stickiness from a strategic perspective. And I'd seen YouTubers like Kara and Nate who do like, who did like a hun- visiting 100 com- uh, countries. Uh, they're like travel YouTubers. And I was like, I want to do that but with like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So I kind of like combined those. I was like, okay, a hundred days of fear. And it's basically a hundred days of something outside my comfort zone. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, I've done 23 days. It's not every day, just FYI. It's, um, it's yeah. not every day. I started doing every day and I burnt out within seven days. I'm yeah, trying to like would. film, organize, edit, load everything just impossible that um, in and of itself is out of a comfort zone right yeah it, well that's <laughs> like and it's just literally unachievable yeah. by it's myself. daily vlogging for 100 days correct 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 you know? and i've seen people do it before and burn out in like 10 days and i'm like you know what i need this to be sustainable yeah. um and to still be able to put effort into each video and have each video be its own kind of thing you know nice. um so then yeah i literally just kind of got started with like super basic challenges um and then i'm um, yeah i'm on day 23 or 4 now uh and just like planning ahead and continually you know a couple of videos a week and uh and it's just had the most it's i, I just can't explain how important it is to push yourself out of your comfort zone and push this must practice this muscle it's like working out right um this is this is a muscle and it's something that can be practiced it's something that can be um worked on and it's so i've also on the on the side of this i'm i've started like a boot camp um like a fear-facing boot camp and we've um we're we're working with people from all around the world from bulgaria from the uk from the us um and yeah, and it's again we're we're kind of setting this kind of thing up, and it's working really well, and it's proving that it is a muscle that can be practiced, uh, and and when you do take action, you yeah. do actually build that confidence. So yeah, so that that's kind of the that's my life at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. I like what you said with, like what I used to say to. So when I would run, I used to work at an outdoor center, and I would run like a leadership program. So a two week uh, leadership program, and then there'd be a week off and then two weeks back in. Anyways, we talked a lot about comfort zone. And then we kind of used that topic to touch on leadership styles and then bridge that into going on trip for the first time, right? It's like a five day canoe Mm. trip out in somewhere in Ontario, right? So it was Mm. kind of, we use that as a way to set the tone to what to expect right or like get used to being outside of their comfort zone and i used to say i used to kind of i would use it to describe like i would almost describe it this way where it's like you want to make every time you put something in the circle your comfort like your confidence or your comfort zone grows and then Mm -hmm. it grows to the point where you can never leave it Mm -hmm. right and that's kind of how i like my brain understands it i mean it could be different for you but yeah, that's kind of how right. I understand like the comfort zone and the way we interact with it and the way like it's, it's there. I love being comfortable, but I hate it. You know, like it, it's, it's, a weird it's battle. A pl- like co- being like, yeah, comfort zone is comfort, right? It's like, it's yeah. nice. It's cozy. But in terms of like, if you want to grow mm-hmm. and if like mentally, physically, yeah, even going to the gym is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. pushing your comfort zone um, and just turning up to the gym is getting out of your comfort zone. So it's, I think, you know, it's, it's very easy. Like it's an easy, there's, yeah. I can't remember this quote, but it's like hard choices, uh, easy choices, hard life, hard life, easy choices. Amazing. Yeah. That makes sense. That make, Does that make sense? Yeah. That's so it's exactly just like, what it is. I'm pretty sure. And that's what that is. Right. Um, yeah. So I think it's just, it's you, you have to decide for yourself, um, you know, where, what you want. Um, and mm. obviously, and I, I know a lot of people who are very happy to be in their comfort zone. Um, but I, I do think that the, the people you meet and the experiences you can have when you do push yourself out of your comfort zone is just like greatly outweighs the discomfort itself. So I think, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of incredible. Right. And what I yeah. want to know, do you have a good example of that, of somebody where if you had not made the initial decision or choices to leave your comfort zone and to like hmm. scale it. Like, don't just like not taking a step out of it, but you're like, dude, you're going, you're like not breaking in to places, but like you're going into place. Like when you went in with a ladder and a vest, oh. like, <laughs> like it's just, 
it's not breaking in because people see you and you're walking in like but yeah but what's crazy to me is i'm like watch i'm like what is i'm like what is happening so yeah yeah, that's not a step outside that's like walking straight through but i guess what i want to know is like what do you um like how do you make those like transitions like what is the biggest thing that you can kind of attest to that like you get it like getting out of that as in what kind of activity have I done or yeah like oh sorry what's um what's a good example of somebody or something that you've kind of discovered even about yourself yeah that's you wouldn't have figured out or met in this case yeah people have you not kind of take that initial lead yeah well like honestly just (laughs) just the 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 opportunities that have opened up having now pushed myself out my comfort zone and push myself out there into the world is insane. Like it's just, uh, um, and and like, I think just being able to, you know, let's say as an example, just putting myself out there to be a content creator as is so was so uncomfortable for me because, you know, making these videos and being kind of bad at them at the start and showing them to my friends and like push, that was, you know, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But then to the point now where, um, you know, I, I, I'm working, I'm going to be working with brands and I'm going to be, um, you know, I'm getting experiences and, and meeting people and um, going on trips and stuff. And it's, I think, I think what happens when you start putting yourself out of your comfort zone, not even just from like in a work perspective, like, you know, if you asking for a pay rise or asking for a promotion is so uncomfortable, it's yeah. super, super uncomfortable. And I think, but like when you do it and I, I've, I've had lots of people message me on Instagram saying, um, you know, I, I've seen your videos and I've since asked my boss or I've since gone for that, um, that job and I've got it. And I'm like, this is sick. Amazing. Um, and like, as another example, someone, yeah. um, a, a, a woman messaged me recently and just told me this story about how she decided to, um, her friend bailed on this, like, um, this not festival, but it was like, um, it was an, a ball or something anyway she's like i'm still gonna go by myself because i've seen your videos i've seen you've done it um and then she started feeling really uncomfortable but then she like just went up to someone asked someone to dance and then they became best friends they turned out that they lived around the corner from each other and now they're just like best mates and like are hanging out and i'm like those that's what happens Uh, those are the experiences and the people you can meet that are incredible when you push yourself right yeah um and you and sometimes you can have bad experiences but it's all learning right um and just even, even just your own mental health and your own, um, and your like ment- and like your mental fitness and just mm-hmm. being more in- internally confident that you can handle that situation is yeah. the biggest power of, of doing all of this kind of stuff. Like Amazing. even for example, like give me six months ago, I would have been ridden with anxiety before our call today. You just absolutely really? like, you know, Oh, absolutely. Like I hate, I, you know, I was just so unconfident in myself to be able to string a sentence together um, to be able to talk, to be able to, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then it's just like the continual practice of that. You know, yeah. I, per- I personally feel fantastic. And I, and I, I love yeah, it. Dude, you're doing a I'm... great job. Oh, thank hey. you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and you're doing a great job too. So oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm the best. Um, no, no, it's, it's fantastic. And I just, um, so yeah, I suppose that was a long winded way of saying, thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, I want to back up to something because I, I think it's very important. We were touching on co- confidence and comfort zone. Mm. What um, let's go through those examples of how jobs can kind of, or that you've experienced um, where they can kind of hinder your confidence or just kind of, they make you like you're, you turn into almost a different version of yourself. Yeah. Right. Like you're less, excited about things you're a bit more negative maybe more anxious about things more depressed maybe but uh how does uh what experiences have you had where like what examples have jobs um taken away confidence yeah um look unfortunately my first couple of roles um were i experienced it well yeah i experienced workplace bullying to a certain degree um and it and I was really young and I was really impressionable and I really struggled with it. Um, and it was only a, a select couple of people that did it. And, but then, you know, when you're, when you, this is your first job in the industry, in, in your, yeah. of your career, you were right. still studying part-time, you were living away from home, like all these things. And it got to the point where it was just like, 
I couldn't do it. I felt like I couldn't do anything right. I felt like I, there was not a single thing I, I would say, yeah. I could say without being shut down or, or something like that. Maybe yes. in my mind, yeah. maybe th- like thinking back, it might've been a bit different and maybe I had over exacerbated things, but at the time and upon reflection, which I have gone into lots of detail with, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen therapists um, and psychologists mm. because I think they are the best tool to anyone. And I cannot recommend um, everyone seeing someone at least once or twice or three times or whatever. Um, I think they're just, they help you understand you. They help you understand, they help you understand your thoughts and how to work through them. Um, so I, I truly believe like, yes, they're expensive, but they're absolutely worth it. Um, even if you think you're okay and you don't suffer from anxiety or depression or anything yeah. like that, I still recommend them. But yeah, um, no kidding. so I think, I think those first few years where I, I was so impressionable and I had some pretty rough experiences, they impacted me and stuck with me basically my whole career. Mm. Um, and it was really unfortunate, but I suppose, and, and I suppose this was also another big ticket reason why I decided to take this plunge into my own thing because yeah. I was like, well, I can't seem to do anything right for other businesses. And I feel like I'm so unfulfilled working for someone else. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to try this for myself to prove to myself that I could do this like selfishly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I am actually able um, and I can build that confidence within myself. So, yeah. So it's kind of like, a, it's a, I suppose, a little bit of a different way of approaching it. But does that answer your question at all? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it yeah. does for sure. That's mm. It's frustrating because I've found that I almost felt in my experience, it was I couldn't quite be myself. Like, I Mm. guess I just felt there was too much judgment or maybe the style of the workplace just wasn't me. It was more just like a sit down office type. And that kind of didn't allow me to go out, be myself, do my own thing. And then it was like, oh, I got to do this. But I don't I don't really feel enthusiastic. I'm only actually enjoying a certain section of the day whenever I'm mm. like out of the office or working with clients in this or like there's very, very specific things. And I was like, how do we find a way to kind of, I can't do something repetitively. Like it's just right. the consistency of doing something just kind of, if it's not changing every like week or two or every couple of weeks, max, it's kind of, I don't know, this could be for you as well, but yeah, just my brain needs to be like yeah. my mind responds to change, like really, like really well. So I don't, mm. nothing yeah, right. bothers me about yep. it, but I can't be doing the same thing for too long or else it's just, yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I'll just throw it back on you as well. Um, what, like, what has been your experience with kind of like with fear and with discomfort and that, those kinds of things? Like, yeah, how have you kind of built up your confidence to starting a business, as you told me earlier, and, you know, all these kind of things? Like, what's been your journey? So my journey with it is kind of, I felt almost, I felt really grateful. So a lot of people don't know. Um, but when I started out kind of when I was in my teenage years, so like late adult or late or early adult, late teen, um, I worked at a, I worked at a summer camp and at, at, and uh, outdoor centers. And I kind of went back and forth. And so this would be like four months out of the summer. Right. So my last two years of high school and then the rest of, uh, and then throughout like college. So doing all that, we were forced to almost be like you were forced to not force, right? Lack of a better term, but you had to speak yeah. in front of groups often. Mm. You had to, our whole thing was focused on creative uh, programming, which is kind of, okay, you have this, 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 and this, and you have 30, you have like two minutes to come up with a game that can make everybody entertained for X amount of time. We're having to do these skits and prepare these shows that kind of as silly as they were. And like, they were like, they're bad. But um, looking back on it, it's kind of been a lot of a reason. Like, I just, I don't care, especially mm-hmm. it's kind of that, right? Like you get, it's like my brother and I, my brother, I dressed up as Batman. My brother dressed up as the Joker. There were like 40 kids, adults, whatever. It was like a bit of a mix. And we're kind of putting on this performance that we just kind of come up with a bit on the spot. So when you put yourself in a vulnerable position and every time you do that, you have to like it right it goes back to what i was saying earlier about making that 
comfort mm. zone grow. And then so me speaking in front of people isn't a problem. Yeah. Right. Like I almost don't mind it because it's it's mm. easier for me to speak in front of people I don't know than it is for me to speak in front of people I do know. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't yeah. need to I don't care what these people really think because like it doesn't really matter. But at the and same you've time, also like, practiced yeah. it. You've also practiced right. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's a bit more on it as well like more off the cuffs. Like I used to never in college rehearse a presentation. Everybody wow. lot, like was very upset because they're like, well, you, dude, you're in our group. You need to be like prepared mm. and everything. I'm like, we'll be fine. We'll be I fine. got and this. Just, yeah, <laughs> out of the park every time. And that's something that I look back on was like, I was grateful because I was able to remain calm. So I was able to think a bit clearly, cool. right? That's Which cool. is the whole idea when it comes to, we'll use public speaking, for example. That's something that when you speak in front of people, if you're not calm, you're not able to think clearly and your brain yeah. loses oxygen. If we're going down to like a finite way of looking at it, then you lose oxygen to your brain. You can't think, you can't focus, you get stressed out, you get anxious. And all those things are not putting you in the moment of what you have to do. Right. Yeah. You can yeah. think of whatever techniques or like visualizing everybody in their underwear and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I found just, the confidence of doing it back to what we've been talking about the whole time is like doing something more and more kind of allows you to um, just allows you to be able to have the confidence to do it later when you need it in a different yep. setting, thankfully. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect way to summarize, to summarize that. Yeah. And you practice and you practice that muscle, right? You built, you built up the strength of that muscle, right? Right. I think it's the more you do something, the more you get comfortable and, do you think I'm wondering if you have any examples of what is something you did that you like, what was the scariest one for you? Like, beforehand? <laughs> um, let me on that, let me just get them up. Cause I just need to re look at which ones there were. Um, I think so from like in this, within this challenge, I think the scariest one that I've done. Look, probably the music festival. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely music festival. I went to a music festival by myself, never done that before. Uh, and I was just like, I'd always wanted to, but yeah. I was like, yeah, again, just like, just ridden with anxiety. I was just like, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to make friends? How am I not? Is it going to, am I going to be standing by myself just yeah. for the entire time? Um, and so that was probably just cause it was such a monster of an effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like such a huge effort. Um, but again, just worked out brilliantly. And like you, again, once you, if you just go and ask and you just go and chat to strangers and then you just meet people and then it's all about like, there's, I suppose there's definitely what I'm sort of discovering is that there is a skill to learn with sort of uh, a skill that to learn and to be able to practice. And that can be practiced and learned, um, to like talking to strangers, oh. um, breaking down those first few barriers, um, you know, the kind of energy, that kind of positive energy that you bring through yeah. certain things like, you know, smiling and certain way, certain sentences you say to like break down the barriers initially. So like there is almost like a formulaic or what I'm kind of discovering is there is a formulaic way to be able to break down barriers and to be able yeah. to like um, have positive experiences. So that's something that I'm sort of slowly distilling um, into, you know, into a format um, to be able to share. So that's also something that I'm sort of working on at the moment, but um, cool. I think, I think that one, oh, uh, and without a doubt, uh, performing live. Um, I yeah. was just, it's so funny. Cause like during school, I did this so much like performance and musicals and singing and blah, blah, blah. And then like having not done it for like seven years or whatever it's been since school and then trying to do it again. It's just like, Oh, it's just so terrifying. <laughs> just, yeah. So anyway, um, no kidding. Yeah. I think those two have been the most, the most scared I've been. Do you have like a strategy? Like how is, how is the strategy developed as like from the beginning of like challenging yourself and challenging that comfort zone of yours and challenging your fears? How is that strategy developed for you from the first time you kind of started with the idea mm. to where we are now? Uh, do you mean from like a personal, the, like the way I approach I think yes. like the, the, okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I think <clears throat> it started with just like a, honestly, I just need to go for it. 
like it's the count I, I do like I have like a five second rule where it's like if I am looking if I'm if I've got let's say I'm going need to go and talk to a stranger mm-hmm. it's like I count five if I haven't done it within that five seconds like I have to do it within that five seconds I yeah. give myself no choice but if I don't yes. bang straight on to the next one another five seconds I'm not like waiting around because what I've realized is like the more you just go oh no next oh no next you know and avoid the people the less the less of a chance you're actually gonna do it um so I think the biggest yeah the biggest strategic shift for me has just been well starting was just like just go and try as best as you can and now it's more like how far can I push this because I don't have um, I don't have issues with talking to strangers or no. with pitching really random things um, to strangers, like going on a spontaneous road trip or dinner date or any yeah, of those kind of things. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So random. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. I'm just, it's awesome. I'm just trying to, I'm now trying to like push the limits to see right. um, how far I can push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, but also, and what I was mentioning um, to you yesterday off the call was, which was like having kind of like a filter of like uh, sort of like my filter is can the uh, it, all of my content has to go through the filter of the average person is will be able to do it yeah um so i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to which is which kind of from a strategic perspective is helps with relatability um helps with being able to with yeah. people being able to connect with it because they can Absolutely. see themselves in the situation um rather than I survived 24 hours in quicksand or something ridiculous that, you know, you just, you are seeing like a lot of big YouTubers doing because they've got huge budgets. They're just pushing themselves to the extreme and it's great for entertainment. My, my view is not that. Um, Yes, that gets views, but my, I think I would much prefer to focus less on the views and more on the impact um, of being, of being, of being relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being, you know, hopefully being like, Oh, well, I've shown I can do it. So then someone else, if they see it and go, oh, well, why can't I? You know, I think that's, yeah. that's the most, that's one of the most powerful shifts in your mindset is just like from, I can't do it to why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, why not me? Um, so I think being able to try and push that through my messaging, push that through my videos, and then just get more and more kind of bigger ideas, yeah. more, but, but like still very, still achievable by the average person if they choose to do it. Amazing. So on that, I like the we transitioned here. Um, I want to know, because it is very digestible, it's inspirational, and I want very relatable, right? And I want to know what is your what's your creative process like, when it comes to kind of choosing ideas for videos and where you kind of, or stories to tell? Like, What's that creative Man, process look like? It's, it's really hard. <laughs> um, I think I, I, my biggest downfall for me personally is ideation because, because right. there's just like, I th- I'm so deep in content in the industry of like, I've seen every YouTuber do everything. So it's like, yeah. I really, I really struggle to see, to come up with an idea that hasn't already been done or mm-hmm. to just try and like ch- change things. So for me personally, um, I think I spend a lot of time on ideation because I know that's a massive um, kind of issue for me. Um, yeah. And it's also the most, one of the most important aspects is like, unless if you don't, and this is what I'm realizing with some videos I've been posting recently that haven't been performing as well. Um, just from, a, I'm, I'm talking now specifically performance as a right. content creator. Like not as from, an analytic. As an analytical perspective. Yeah. It's like, you know, the it comes down to the idea and how important it, and like explaining why it's important for the audience to watch and keeping them retained mm-hmm. and all of those kinds of things. But I think my creative process has been, you know, I spend at least one hour to two hours a day on ideation or like about one hour a day on yeah. ideation, just like spamming out like hundreds of shite ideas um, until until I see one and I'm like, oh, maybe I can add this to that. And you know what I mean? So then formulate mm-hmm. and like that whiteboard gets used a lot. A um, lot. <laughs> and then, and because there's so many, like so many ideas you need to come up with, then it's yeah. like, okay, what can I do every week? Can I try and do two sometimes three videos a week. Um, then from there, it's like the planning, reaching out to companies, um, you know, all of those kinds of things. Then it's the actual writing the script, the rough mm-hmm. script uh, and, and, you know, plotting out the story um, of how I envision it to be. And this mm-hmm. might be sort of like a different way of doing it, but sometimes I like write 
how I would want the video to be like. And then I go and do the experience and then I just adjust it to what actually happened in the experience. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so just so, just so it helps me kind of, it's almost like helps me think through the creative ideas of like how to shoot this angle, yeah. how to like, do I need to get more people? Do I need to get more interactions with people? Do I need to get more me struggling? That kind of thing. Um, and then, and so, I, and then also at the same time, I've thought through what the potential um, challenges challenges might be um, so that I can then ensure that I just get the right shots, basically mm-hmm. build a shot list. Uh, and then obviously I go and do the experience. I shoot the experience. I then edit it, um, voiceover launch. So that's kind of like the, it's, it's basically the same process for whether you do YouTube, whether you do short movies, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's basically the same creative process, but uh, I think the most time I spend on is probably, probably, the uh, yeah definitely ideation by far nice so one thing i've kind of found with the importance of when it comes to being like the creative process and the storytelling the one thing i've kind of found is if you're able to find not just be i think relatability is the biggest thing Mm. right i think what draws me into it because like you said you're like yes every like big youtuber grows and they get it where they, they become less four million dollar budget a month, and it's like, yeah, all right, settle down. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that when it comes to the relatability, I see videos that are like they give really good, very good like way of telling the story and what they want. But I almost don't feel, and this could this is more in like the self improvement side of it too, not so mm. much just the big blog style videos, but that watching all these i don't feel like i like they say the words that i'm relating to but right. i almost don't find a way to i almost can't like i don't connect to them it could just mm. be whether like how clean something is or how yeah i think connecting to the audience is huge yeah right yeah and it's definitely one of the hardest things to do because yeah. you because but to connect with an audience you need to tap into their deepest emotions right yeah you need to make them feel sad or you need to make them feel angry or happy or all of those really um d- deep emotions and that's mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's difficult to do um but it's also what's going to differentiate you from uh, everyone else and i think someone if you want to see a really brilliant storyteller um tiktoker i would recommend checking out philip um qvu uh, on tiktok brilliant storytelling um and yeah. he's uh, I think he absolutely nails, well, firstly, storytelling in short form. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just being able to connect with the audience and relate with the audience, even though he's just telling his own story. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like daily vlogs that he basically does, but in just such an incredible way. So definitely check him out in terms of yeah. someone to be inspired by or to potentially just watch and absorb his kind of his, his yeah, style. Interesting. That's incredible. Now, mm-hmm. I kind of, what I'm curious about a little bit is you've been to a lot of countries um what i want to know is did you have any did you ever run into any issues like filming anything or did you uh like what was that what was something really big that stood out as like a like an obstacle or you had to face Um, or encounter i think or just an actual logistic thing uh well, from a like from a filming perspective, I went to I was lucky enough to go to Dubai with another travel YouTuber, and he hired me to come along. And yes, from just from like a, a filming perspective, it was impossible because in Dubai they just in well the the UAE they just hate being filmed and filming the public. There's just a huge huge amount of restrictions around there. But in really? terms of the trip that I went on, um, look from again I didn't really film much, but I think from just like a you know you're always going to experience things that you know there were certain pivotal things that really shook me and 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 impacted me and you know two examples was um one i got robbed at knife point um uh in vietnam which was just yeah terrifying um and second was witnessing the a guy a 25 year old who fell off his surfboard this was actually also in vietnam um fell, fell, fell off his surfboard and became a paraplegic like instantly and i was like the only i was the only person who spoke english there um and he was like a 150 kilo dude who we had to like drag in like 200 meters into the thing with couldn't feel a thing he was drowned 
Um, so like I had like pretty mega PTSD after that. Um, <laughs> so, but it's, Jeez, it's, it's so yeah, that, so that was really full on. And it's funny. Cause like, you know, we had an, a, an incredible, basically risk free trip, like mm-hmm. nothing bad really happened for nine out of those 10 months that I was traveling. And I was just so lucky. Cause you sometimes, you know, I've had friends who's told me the most horrific stories of, you know, getting chased by the mafia and like legit stuff, like no, no joke. Um, and it, it, it's, you know, terror. And I was so, I was so lucky. I was so grateful that nothing really bad happened to me. But yeah. then it was like the, at the very end of my trip, some of these things happened. And, and it's funny because while I was just on the terms of like personal development, like this kind of stuff mm-hmm. really uh, um, got me started into personal development because I started experiencing anxiety for the first time um, post this, post these experiences and I'd never ex- I'd never experienced anxiety to what I now know anxiety to be like and it's funny because like I don't see it I don't re- as in obviously it was a horrific experience but uh, I'd, I wouldn't have changed that experience because these challenging moments are what help you understand firstly yourself a bit more yeah. but also I, I feel like I'm able to empathize now with people who do feel anxiety who do experience anxiety more so um, and it's, so it's just like from a, from a simply per- personal growth perspective, it's like, you kind of just got to be able to know when you need help. Um, which is yeah. again, when I saw psychologists just post this, these experiences, um, and to help me understand why I was so upset and feeling these ways. Right. Um, but then, yeah, it just kind of like leads you down a whole nother journey. So I think, um, I, I, I don't know. I think that was a bit more, more of a tangent of your question. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Just, just know in yourself that like, you just need to go and seek help when you need to seek help. And there's no mm-hmm. shame in that. You know, I think that's, that, that's been a huge lesson for me is um, there's never any shame in being vulnerable with yourself and with others. Uh, and I, yeah. I hope to kind of share more of that um, as I go on. How do you deal? You talk a lot about, and what I'm curious about is how do you deal with the self doubt? It comes from like, so like solo creating, doing the stuff by yourself, coming up with these ideas and going through it all and having like, you're basically, you're putting yourself out there, right? The reward is, is immense. It's It's incredible. And it's only going to get more incredible, but the risk part of it, where you're putting yourself out there, right? Like you just said, you like the vulnerability is okay. You're like, you're used to it or getting used to it, but how do you deal with the self doubt of it all? Nice. Great question. Firstly, um, secondly, it's really hard. It's it's like it's very very difficult. And I think the biggest thing, how do I deal with that, is two ways, uh, three ways actually. Um, one, surrounding myself with because you know we're on social media all the time. I try and be on it less nowadays, but we're on social media all the time. So like creating a space where you're surrounded by positivity and positive messaging is Mm. super important. So I, you know, and I know people think Gary Vee is very polarizing and some hate him, some love him. I love him. I think he has, if you really dig deep, if you go beyond just the, the kind of what's what he seems to be like a, you know, very big energy, big, you know, all about himself. He's got unbelievable value. And I think like, you know, following people like him, yes, theory, Sorella Moore, um, you know, basically kind of, What's that word? Curating my my social media profile so that when I'm scrolling, I'm surrounded by positivity rather than crap. Um, yeah. So I found I found that to be a really really fantastic sort of strategy for my own myself. Yeah. Um, second part is reading a lot of books um, and reading a lot of personal development books. Like I've probably read thirty personal development books, which is probably a bit excessive, but they've all I've learned and because they, they start being very similar. Yeah. Um, as That's you, true. But yeah. again, it's it's kind of like practicing that muscle as I was talking about before. It's just like, it's yeah, you, you, you read it and then you reinstill it, reinstill it. And it also feels like, it's almost like retraining your brain or like almost yeah. brainwashing yourself to think positively um, and help you visualize. And um, so I think that's been a really important one. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, the most important one is being able to talk to family and friends. Um, I think ha- like having a network, like even last night I was just, I was literally, I was sitting down with my dad um, at the TV and I was just like, I was just like, am I making the right decision by doing all of this? Like, you know, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm still yet to earn money from this, from this kind of venture. It's only been a few months really, but like, you know, I'm still yet to earn money and all these kind of different things. And I was just like experiencing that self doubt. Like it's, it's a daily thing. Right. Mm. Um, but it's like, but you know, he t- we just talked about it and we were just very open with each other about it. And I, and I, I was very grateful for that chat and it's kind of like reset me, you know, it's like hmm. given that pep in my step again, it's like, you know what, my twenties are for taking big risks and it's yeah. okay if I don't earn money for a while. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to be living at home still while I'm doing the startup phase mm-hmm. and um, you know, 26 isn't old, you know, you've got your whole life. And so do you know what I mean? So exactly. So I think uh, (laughs) even though, even though I battle with that every day, man, like uh, I battle the, Oh my God, like I'm turning 27 at the end of this year and like, I should be further along in my life. My friends are having kids and getting married and, I'll send you, I'll send you a video, uh, later on. It's a video I sent to a few friends of mine who, cause we're all doing this. We're all thinking the same. We're like, I want to do all these trips. I want to start all these businesses. I want to go to all these places. I want to do all these things. We want to do everything. I want to, I want to invest in this. I want to build that. It's like, it basically, the guy sums it up really well, but the moral of it all, and I'll send it to you later for more clarification. You can interpret it how you want, but slow down slow down right that's the whole yeah. big thing because my buddy calls me out on it but then i call him out on it at the same yeah. time so it's like dude i got it i'm like missing out i got money in the bank but i don't know what to i can't invest it but what do i invest it in that i don't have time but if i you know and then you want you battle about rent and then all these things yeah. and relationships mm. and you're like yeah it's it's, it's tough. and it's, it's it's funny you mentioned about the slowing down like the i love there's a quote that comes to mind which is the marines yeah. uh, and they which is um, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And that's what that like, that's a motto that they Amazing. use. And I'm like, and I'm like, I love that so much. It's the special forces. It's like, you know, when you slow down, you're going smoothly. And when you're going smoothly, continuously, you're actually going fast. And I'm like, Oh, I love that. Like, I think, and that's something that you just, yeah. yeah. I, I, and you're absolutely right. And again, being just as an example, like you've just, I feel like you've just had a bit of a reset in me. I just need to slow things down. Mm. Like I'm going too fast. And I think being able to talk and be vulnerable about this stuff is the most important thing. Cause if we right. hadn't had any conversation, we wouldn't have had this conversation and you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, and I think, yeah, yeah exactly. I think that's just really important to, 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 to be able to do. A hundred percent. Right. And it allows you to address the thoughts that you're having and mm-hmm. then curate, like almost when you understand you can put words to them, and then yep. you can, once you identify the problem, you can kind of take action a bit easier, right? And realize you're not alone as well. You just said, yeah. all of your mates have experienced the same thing. It's like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not oh, the no. only one. And even though no. you're like nev- very rarely ever the only one, right? Never, um, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, almost never. So yeah, I think that's that's really, really But important. it definitely feels like you are when you're going oh, through oh, it, right? A hundred percent. It's bad. It's like, bad. Man, it's it's like, bad. No. It's like, no, trust me, I'm getting, but he's like, yeah, I'm getting married. I'm doing this. And I'm like, man, I got to do it. Dude, slow down. Like I'm a couple yeah, years yeah. older than you. We're like, re- relax. Like you still got yeah. so much time. He's like, yeah. and then I'm working on almost kind of compartmentalizing, doing different things is something mm. like I'm trying to do and not because like, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. I want to learn this, but I can't get good at everything. Anything. Once, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Then you're, you're, mm. if you, you know, have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Yeah. 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 So Ron Swanson, my spirit yeah. animal says, um, <laughs> he says something like, he's like, don't half-ass two things, whole ass one thing. Right. So he absolutely kind of, love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that quote. Greatest thing ever. Right. So yeah. I hear that and I find myself revisiting that when it's like, Oh, why are you trying to learn seven different things? It's like, focus on yep. one skill, hyper-focus, do it every day. More often than not, it'll take you, if you focus on five things over the course of a year, but if you focus on two things over the course of the same amount of time, you're going to get that much better, right? And, and that, and that even, you can even like micro that even further to still to like only focus on two things a day as in like having two main priorities, right? Like, yeah. and then you, over time, you'll just get more efficient. And that's something I struggle with is just like, you know, I have like thousand things I need to do in that day but then I get none of them done well or Mm -hmm. at all. You know what I mean? So like just I'm sort of realizing is like, you can even take that concept and distill it into a daily or weekly thing of having a couple of main focuses, getting them done really well and then moving on to the next one. It's like multitasking is just, you know, a myth. Yeah. yeah. It's controlled in a way. Right. And I think Mm. what happened is when I was, 
I was, uh, I'm training for this, like, uh, this marathon swim, uh, this summer and back in February. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it will not be fun. Um, my whole, the whole idea is I have like, um, fear of open water. So the actual swimming idea is like, it's not difficult. Like I know how to swim. I know how to swim well, and I've swam in open water before, but swimming like a distance that long, it's been a while, everything, every part of it will like be challenging. So yeah. But with that is in February, I was uh, swimming in a pool and I, but I was like, it was a weird, like very, very like depressive week, like depressive episode for the week that I was kind of going through and just mm. internally. And I just felt overwhelmed with everything and trying to do everything. And like, I was like letting people down by doing certain things. And there was the not saying no to other things, but mm. what I ended up kind of figuring out is I did a reflection while I was just swimming. Cause I swam like two hours straight. So like, I'm all in my head, right? Like you don't like, yeah. I mean, right. Not stopping. So two hours yeah. just in my head. And I'm like, you know, when would, I thought back to the most, the time that I was most efficient with getting a lot of things done, which was in school, we had like seven classes and, but I still had to get everything done for the deadlines. How do we end up doing that? Well, mm. on Monday I did one, two, three things. And I didn't even think about the others. And yeah. then it allowed me to hyper-focus on fewer things and like you said, get it done more effectively and then bring it into that micro level where the two things in one day and you get it's smooth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fast, right? So, yeah. 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 That kind of allowed that. me that's, to do that. So that's so interesting. And, and also, also on that in a slightly different way, like the mm-hmm. whole meditative state of like having some time away from everything and you're just swimming, right? Like and everything, like, yeah. That, yeah. It's just like you're just focused on it's so meditative. And I think that's also an important point to mention is like, ensuring you have time away from it all so that you give your brain space to reflect um which is so hard to do when you want to do everything right and you want to just like brutal like but you like forcing yourself to either meditate for a period of time every day or to take those breaks on weekends it's so easy to just work seven days a week right and then you're suddenly burnt out and you're like oh why am i burnt out it's like oh well of course you know uh (laughs) i feel like you've been there (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah yep yeah too familiar (laughs) But yeah yeah exactly so. and I, th- I think that's why though to your point when uh because i've been like doing a lot of research on this the last couple months and trying to understand what's the best way to almost ground yourself or like you said like bring mm-hmm. yourself back to like a flow state of like living where you don't feel overwhelmed or burnt out right where you have the energy to be at your best mm-hmm. um and that's why i think like nature like being out in nature is one that's come up a lot like people yep. have different forms of meditation, but the one that's kind of worked for me, because just my brain, as I can imagine yours is, if not more, is just like always going, right? Like oh, it's terrific. Like, yeah. Midnight, 1am, 2am, still going. Yeah, it's, it's I was wide awesome. awake. I'm like, what's going on? Like thinking of stuff <laughs> everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. It's So mm-hmm. trying to find that way to almost like remove myself from it. And whether it's walking the dog or trying to find a way to go fishing or getting lost in like, yeah. these places where you don't have service is almost that in and of itself is my meditation. And that's, I think also part of why like the swimming challenge mm-hmm. that I'm kind of adventure embark, I'm kind of looking to embark on is going to be like, is the means to that where I found like very, very calm. And like you said, you have the space in your head to zone out and it's no distractions because you can't check your phone when you're in the water in your bathing suit going right. There's I'm no, sad. if you're on a walk or a run, yes, you can. So mm. yeah, it's like you said, finding, finding that space to do that. But do you have like, what's your meditation process? Like, do you have a system that works for you or do you just, uh, yeah, I, um, I go through, well, I go through like seasons of meditation. Like I try, I've been, I've been bad the last like two months. Um, but prior to then I would be like meditating for like only, like only 10 minutes in in the morning. That's all. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was just this giant relief off my day. And I could just like, it would just help ground me, focus me. Um, now I've sort of been doing it a little bit on and off um, in the evenings. Um, and it's funny, the more, the busier you get, the harder it is to get into the state of meditation, um, which is why it's important to continue. And that's something I'm going to be working on um, as basically as of now, really to yeah. get back into the, the rhythm of. But I found meditation to just be unbelievably helpful um Mm -hmm. just in every aspect of my life to the point where and this might be a bit tmi but i used to get really bad like heartburn Mm -hmm. um um, where i was on drugs for like seven years just to help it um 
And then I, was, I saw all these doctors and I saw, you know, naturopath and all these people and like nothing yeah. helped. And I was like, you know, I can't stay on these drugs because they're just going to destroy my insides. Yeah. And I'd already been on really strong drugs for like many years. Um, yeah. You're over it and, at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I went to this naturopath and she's like, oh, we yeah. tried all these bloody concoctions and all this kind of shit and nothing worked. Uh, and then she's like, I think you just need to try to meditate or like you've got something on your chest or something in, like in you that you need to just release. Oh. Um, she's like, maybe see a witch doctor. And she like legitimately suggested this, like a witch doctor. Or a mass. And I was like, I was like, oh, God, okay, that's a bit, that's a bit too far from, from my taste. <laughs> but you know what? I'll give meditation a crack. Yeah. No joke. Like this, every time I, I think about it, it's just bananas. No joke. Within two weeks, heartburn completely disappeared. Come off on. the drugs completely after seven years of using them gone haven't haven't really had it since what? It, it's like and i and what i've kind of reflected on is that it's the, i was in such a state of um fight or flight my mm. whole life my whole life up to there especially post traveling and all those experiences happening yeah. and, you know there was so much tension and your gut is so linked to your brain um, and so my brain was always in like fight or flight and thus my gut was always in fight or flight. Um, and so therefore meditating and, and being able to release the, the tension, um, was able to relax my gut and relax that connection between my brain and therefore yeah. take the pressure away from, from what was causing the, the heartburn. So yeah. And it's just, so, and I, I, it's funny. I also noticed every time I'm stressed and I haven't done meditation, it comes back it, like it comes back. And so then I meditate disappears again. No and it's just way. like, so yeah, I, I definitely, yeah. If you're experiencing anything like that. Yeah. Oh. I highly recommend it. That's, that's kind of crazy that that's something that's um, interesting. That's a cool way of your body telling you to kind of yeah, to slow down. Yeah. And just stop and like, just pause and just reflect and just, yeah. 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 And I think that's a, that's a huge lesson, but uh, what I'm curious about uh, as we kind of come to the, the end do you have like a final like lesson or thing that you'd like to kind of share as of where you are in your journey that you've learned or something a message that you'd like to pass on yeah I think I definitely think that like the key to growth is just giving things a crack like as in as mm -hmm. uncomfortable but like just taking that first step and dipping your toe into the discomfort right I, I, I'm just such a huge believer um, in, you know, in the fact that we are wrought with fear of certain things and we might not realize them and we not, might not be able to put it into words yet. <clears throat> but by starting to just try new things, pushing yourself into the unknown, um, dipping your toe into these uncomfortable activities, whether that's the gym, whether that's asking for a pay rise, whether that's presenting, all these kind of things. I think the biggest lesson is just to start doing that um, and you will, uh, you know, I, I, obviously there's no guarantees, but with the experience, like, I think this experiences you'll have within yourself, whether that's your own mental development, yeah. um, personal development or, um, or the people that you meet, uh, you know, it, you'll just have a completely new outlook on life. Um, yeah. and that it's like, it is the kind of key to your, to living on, well, from what I found and what, from what I've seen, living an incredibly fulfilling life starts with um, discomfort and starts with fear. So you kind of just got to, you got to work through that. Um, and, but like, and the key, the key being incremental steps, incremental yeah. steps, not being like, I'm going to go and present. It's like, what can I do it? What are the five steps before the presentation that I can do? So starting with presenting by yourself in your room by yourself, mm -hmm. then presenting to a friend then presenting to your family, then presenting to your colleagues and then presenting in real life, if that's right. your goal, right? Yeah. So just working, just dipping your toe in and then working incrementally up. So I think that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned for myself and from now that I'm seeing with this boot camp that I'm doing and yeah, so. Amazing. So what I'd uh, like to say first and foremost, so I want to talk more about that boot camp with you um, for sure um because i'm really i'm really intrigued um but uh where about can people find you yeah um look you can find me across uh tiktok at aaron b underscore tv um or my instagram which is the same handle or my youtube which is just my name aaron barnes 
Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so they're my, I, I post, I post very, like the same content across all three. So whether you don't have TikTok or Instagram, or whatever, you can find me across with very similar stuff all the way yeah. around. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's where, where you can find me. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm really grateful you were able to give your time today. I've been inspired already by you. So I'm really intrigued to see where it goes. Um, I want to talk and to right you more back about at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Amazing. I love it. So I'm intrigued to talk to you more um, as time goes on and kind of learn more about like your process and support you in any way like you need. Um, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm just really grateful you're able to share your story and spread your message. And I'm like really happy that I was able to discover you and uh, you were able to come on the show, man. So I'm really, I'm really grateful. So thank I you. just want to, yeah. And I just want to say thank you so much. I, I absolutely, I've loved the conversation and I thank you for giving me a platform to kind of, to kind of talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and, and also, yeah, I think what you're doing with your podcast is just fantastic. And um, I know there's probably been a lot of stuff we've talked about today, but um, you know, uh, and probably a lot to unpack, but hopefully there's been something that we've talked about that you can relate to uh, that your audience can relate to. So again, um, thank you so much, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure and I've, I've loved chatting to you and yeah, we'll absolutely keep in touch. Amazing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.